Welcome to episode 49 of the Various and Sundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined in virtual studio by my co-host, my good friend, my colleague, and the man who is no longer a man of leisure, John Scott Sloat. No more vacation for me, Doc. No more. Yes, back back to the grind. Yeah, back, back in the home state, Indiana. Yeah. So did you enjoy your vacation down in Florida? We, we did. We, it was nice to get away. A lot of vitamin D from the sunshine, lots of uh, mini golf, lots of walking, lots of swimming, stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was very relaxing, quite enjoyable. And, and, and not to go too personal here, but do you and your, your bride share a similar philosophy of vacationing? Obviously some people have very different, you know, some people want to be like, let's fill the day with doing a million things and others are like, well, maybe we'll do one thing and then we'll nap, relax by the pool, that kind of thing. Do you, do you guys find yourself more or less on the same page in terms of pacing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. We like to find things to do in the morning usually and then come back, eat lunch, relax a little bit and then and then uh, head out for afternoon slash evening activities. So uh, and then make it back in time for a movie or a TV show, whatever, whatever's going on. And did you find your requisite uh, coffee shop? Yeah, I found a couple. Um, I found one called, oh, goodness, uh, Kookaburra uh, Coffee, which was which was quite good. And then uh, uh, Rialto Coffee Lab uh, that had really, really good coffee. They had they had a coffee that tastes like Apple Jacks. If you've ever had Apple Jacks, a cereal. <laughs> Not in a long time. Yeah. And, and it was like, it was like returning to a, to a nostalgic memory drinking this coffee. I was like, Oh my goodness, that tastes like Apple Jacks. It was, it was, it was quite good. Like a lot of brown sugar notes in it, different things like that. Wow. That might actually be a coffee that I could drink black. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was, it was a really, really good cup of coffee. Well, we would love for you, our listeners, to connect with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at V&S Pod. You can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. So find our Various and Sundry Podcast page. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And um, you can also do us a solid by going on to the podcast app on the Apple platform and leaving us a five-star rating and a review. And we do have one new review this week, so we're, we're grateful for that. Um, and in some ways, it's, it's actually an appropriate review because this is the week that Ohio State will play that team up north. And this reviewer enjoys the podcast, despite what he referred to as was it was it nauseating? Was that was that the term that he used? I think that was uh, I think that was the word he used. Yeah. Okay, the the nauseating Ohio State um, talk. So yeah, he or she used yes, 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 yes. I was using the generic he. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> indeed. So uh, we would love for you to to do that. It does help people find the podcast. So let's get right into our uh, discussion of the week in sports. And John, we have to start with your beloved Jets. What happened this weekend, John? Yeah, so um, I'm rooting for them to get the number one pick, uh, which means they need to lose as many games as possible. And they're doing a good job of that because they've lost every game thus far. Uh, But they were up with, I think, 10 seconds to go. And uh, they... 
sent the house on a blitz, uh, sent everybody except for three uh, people. And, uh, and the, the Raiders scored a touchdown and won the game with, I think, five seconds on the clock, something like that, or the clock expired. And uh, then this morning they fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah, so let's – I'm not typically one who's inclined to go a little deeper onto the Jets here, but I feel like this is, this is a moment where we need to go a little bit deeper because they were leading the, the Raiders, as you said. Almost the whole game. Yeah, and with, uh, with about – I think it was about 13 seconds left on the clock. The Las Vegas Raiders, which I'm still getting used to saying, I think everybody is – had the ball at about midfield, about, about about the 50 yard line, maybe just inside of Jets territory. They have no timeouts. There's 13 seconds left and they have to score a touchdown. A field goal does them nothing because they're down four. To win the game. Yep. Yes. And so um, the, it, I remember looking at the uh, win probability, you know how ESPN on a game tracker will have the win probability thing. And sure. it had the, it had the Jets at 99.6 before that play. And so um, let's just get right down to it, John. Who in their right mind sends a basically an all-out blitz and leaves single coverage against Henry Ruggs, who is arguably one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, who does that, John, if you're not trying to lose? Well, let, let me take it one step further. Um, puts a Who puts a rookie cornerback, undrafted rookie cornerback, uh, named Lamar Jackson, by the way, <laughs> on the first round draft pick, who is, I think, the fourth fastest player, uh, according to Next Level Stats, uh, in the NFL? Yes, and so um, now be honest with me, John, D- are you ready? Because I know you're not a conspiracy theory guy. You are the opposite of the conspiracy theory guy. And yet, do you think that there was any measure of intentionality on the part of the coaching staff to do that? I, I don't think so. Uh, and the reason I, the, the reason I think that is because those coaches have had a terrible, terrible season. They most likely will, will not get head coaching jobs or they won't get coordinator jobs, let alone head coaching jobs, uh, perhaps ever again. Um, and so it's in their best interest to win. Now, if you had said, is the front office tanking? Absolutely. They've cut any player, any highly paid, uh, paid player that we have. Um, they've, they've cut veterans, all sorts of things in order to tank. Uh, but the coaches are trying to, I I think the coaches are trying to win and they were trying to bring the house in order to mess up Derek Carr and, and it clearly didn't work. I don't know, John, I don't know that, that just seems to be so obviously stupid in terms of a coaching decision. And it's not like Greg Williams is a is a sort of new coordinator or someone who's just getting their feet wet in the NFL. He's been around a long time. It just seems hard, though. Again, I agree with you. It's hard to know 
well, then what's in it for Greg Williams? Exactly. And that's, that's my point is like, these guys didn't, there was nothing in it for them. They're trying to win every, to trying to motivate their players to win every game so they can get jobs down the road because they're getting fired soon. I don't know. I don't know. It's just hard to believe that he's that dumb in that situation. It really is. Well, and he didn't mask it well uh, because Gruden, uh, John Gruden brought in his uh, brought in his uh, best offensive receiver to block uh, to pick up blitzers in that moment. Uh, so it's so it's not like the Raiders didn't see this coming. They they knew it was coming, and Greg Williams did it anyway. It was just breathtakingly stupid. And, well, uh, let's remember Greg Williams is also the guy who offered money to to knock people out in New Orleans. He he was that defensive coordinator from Bounty Gate. Sure, sure, but there's a difference between being dirty and sinister and being remarkably stupid. I mean, it's just, I, I sat there thinking, I can't imagine what is the thought process going through his head that makes him think this is our best chance to win the game. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I, I completely agree that it's remarkably stupid. I don't think it was tanking though. Like, I don't think he's saying I'll do this and there's a chance we'll lose the game probably. Okay. I think Jets fans were very excited about losing that game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, by the way, I think the NFL needs to go to the NBA system of the draft lottery. The lottery. Yeah. Because that argument this morning. Yeah. You just, you, it's bad for the league. It's bad for the league to have this look. Um, And, you know, again, players don't tank. You're right. Players Mm -hmm. do not tank. They want to play and play well because even if they're on a bad team, they want to get signed somewhere else and make money. So the players out there aren't like, oh, let's make a dumb play here so that we lose the game. They're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Coaches are in a little bit different window. I don't know. Obviously, you've got um, the the higher-ups the you know management and ownership who are like oh we definitely want to tank but they can't ever come out and actually say we want to tank unless you're mark cuban who said it on national radio and was fined i think uh you know hundred thousand dollars or something something like that yeah pocket change for him but um in any case the nfl needs to switch that up uh i'd say the other big nfl story was probably the browns beating the titans in a game that the final score was not indicative of, of, of really how the game went because the Browns were up 38-7 at the half and managed to hang on and win by six. But they absolutely put it to the Titans, and that was probably the biggest win by the Browns in I'm – I'm not a Browns fan, so I don't know, but like within the last you know four or five years at least – because they actually beat somebody who's good. Like we all recognize Tennessee is a really good playoff caliber team up to this point. The Browns really have not beaten anybody that you looked at and thought that's a really good football team. Now they've done it. And they clinched a winning record as well. Yeah. Yeah. They sit at nine and three. Uh, haven't clinched a playoff spot yet, but they are, uh, they've got to be close. They, they've got, 
think they got the Ravens and the Steelers next. So those could easily be two more losses right there. Sure. But um, who knows? But looks like uh, all those predictions of the Browns making the playoffs were a year early last year and are now coming uh, to, to, uh, to fruition this year. The other big news out of the NFL was Jalen Hurts replaced uh, 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 Carson Wentz in Philadelphia and played yeah. quite all right. Yeah, played all right. I, I have no idea what's going on with Carson Wentz. No, it's not. It feels like he's got the yips, you know? Something broke him. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I've heard Carson Wentz to Indianapolis, actually. I don't know. I think my guess is the Colts will draft a quarterback and they'll try to do some maneuvering in the draft. They won't be able to get, obviously, Trevor Lawrence or probably even Justin Fields, but they might be able to move up into the middle of the first round and get um, someone like a Kyle Trask um, or a a Mac Jones or that Mm -hmm. kid out of North Dakota State that's supposed to be pretty good. So we'll see. All right, you want to talk a little college football? Let's do it. Um, I'm a little surprised, but Ohio State's gamble paid off and that they were able to play this week, so they canceled last week's game, got back on the field, and they put a, a whooping on um, on a not very good Michigan State team. Beat them by 40. And what was impressive was the fact that they were missing three starting offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And so when they shuffled everything around, they had one guy playing in his normal position and they still ran the ball down Sparty's throat, uh, played especially well, um, given those circumstances. So it was a, it was very much a statement win for the program. Um, and I think it solidified their, their spot in the top four of the college football playoff rankings as long as they win out, they should they should be fine in getting in the playoff. And they they have Michigan this weekend, right? Theoretically, uh, this is the week they're supposed to play the team up north. But uh, that that team up north shut down all football activities. Maybe it was a week ago now uh, because of COVID, and so we'll see. Which uh, if they cannot play then Ohio State has to hope for one of two things. Either there's another Big Ten team available for them to play that they can go ahead and and substitute them, or they're going to have to have the Big Ten change their current rule to allow them to play in the conference championship game because they would be a game short. Mm -hmm. And they definitely want Ohio State in there. I mean, (laughs) well, yeah, and, and and here's the thing, and this is where all of our IU fans are going to, you know, maybe lose their mind. I don't know, but, you know, if, if Ohio State doesn't get in because they don't have enough games, then IU gets in. But they did play head-to-head. Yeah. And Ohio State did win that game. Mm-hmm. So, it it you know, it's a bad look for the conference to, to have their obvious best team and the only team with a with a chance to make the play, college football playoff, not to play in their college football and not to play in their conference championship. So I think if that's necessary, they will change it. Mm-hmm. But um, IU did have a good win over Wisconsin, and of course, um, really not much else going on. Oh, I guess the the big game, one of the big games was Coastal Carolina and BYU. 
Yeah. Uh, my favorite story from that game was uh, the BYU uh, team put all their stuff on a couple of trucks, like all their equipment. Yeah. And drove it out there and like, it's tight. If, if, if they hit traffic, <laughs> they may not make it in time. <laughs> it was like a 36 hour trek or something like that. It was, it was pretty crazy. And, uh, and coastal Carolina won. Mm-hmm. Uh, though th- I-, I did find it humorous. Did you see the t-shirts they were selling that they were calling the game mullets versus Mormons? No, no, I didn't see that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I did uh, hear it called the Tinder game, you know, uh, you know yeah. just, trying to, just trying to match up with somebody at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two weeks away from the NBA season starting as well here. Mm-hmm. So hard to believe since it feels like we just yeah. you know, crowned a champion feels like you know two weeks ago but how optimistic are you that we're going to have much of an nba season um i i don't know i i think these leagues seem to be just trying to muddle their way to the playoffs where they make all their money and and playoff tv money you know and and that seems to be uh how baseball played it and how uh, the nba played it with the bubble and and i think how the nba is going to play it again it's like do what you can to get through the regular season and, uh, you know, go off winning percentage rather than wins, whatever have you, uh, and just get to the playoffs. And that's where, that's where people make their money. That's where they make their money. Yeah. I can envision them having to, um, because of a number of cancellations, I can envision them actually expanding the playoffs Hmm. and, uh, and addressing it that way. So we'll see. Well, we need to move on to our, uh, to our main topic and, um, Far from being a serious topic this week, we've decided to go a little bit more lighthearted. And we're going to talk about our favorite movies. And we're going to go through some different genres here. But I think we need to, to make some disclaimers on the front end, right, John? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. These, these are not all family friendly. Uh, uh, may, maybe read the reviews before you, before you plop the whole family down to watch one of these movies. Yeah, you can uh, check out. Uh, I I usually check out IMDb, and then uh, what's the focus on the family site? That I don't know the focus on the family site. I, I check IMDb usually. Yeah, there's a. I think Focus on the Family has a site that that does some similar stuff in terms of giving you a heads up on content. But in any case, um, how how often do you end up going, actually going to the movie theater, John? Three, four times a year, maybe once a quarter, you know, uh, usually there's one or two big uh, Marvel releases that I like to go to the theater for with with friends or students or um, and then there's usually uh, there's usually something like Star Wars over Christmas that I like to go um, with with uh, friends to. But other than that, there's I don't really go to the theater that much unless there's something like I really want to see. How about, how, how about yourself? Do you, do you make it pretty regularly? Rarely. Um, I think maybe. So typically when we get together with Kate's, uh, family, there's a, we, we go, you know, the last few years around Christmas, there's been a star Wars movie Mm -hmm. that we've typically gone to see in the theater. But, um, beyond that, I might go once a year. And I'm curious to see now, I don't want to get us, too sidetracked here, but did you hear, by the way, that Warner Brothers announced that one of the major movie studios, Warner Brothers, 
announced that this upcoming year for the entirety of, uh, I think for the entirety of 2021, they're going to do simultaneous launches of their movies, both in the theater and through, I think it's HBO Max. Oh, wow. Really? No, I, I did not hear that. No. So I've seen a lot of discussion of is, is this, is COVID going to be what ends up putting, putting to bed the, the whole movie theater industry? Well, did you, did you see the way they've released, not, not if they do it the way Disney did it. Did you see the way they released Mulan, the live action Mulan movie? No. So because it was supposed to be in theaters, right as everything hit, um, they put it on Disney plus. So Andrew and I once had it, we were like, Hey, yeah, we heard this on Disney plus. Let's go check it out. Well, Disney plus you pay a certain amount to, to get right. Just like any streaming service. Right. Well, then Mulan was an additional $30. To watch. <laughs> and so if they're going to do it like that, where you, where you have to uh, have a streaming service and then pay more, it's not going to work in, in the long run. Yeah. I don't think that's what they're doing though. I think it's just, if you have a subscription to HBO max, then you automatically have access to it. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I know that movie theaters have been one of the parts of our economy that's been hit especially hard yeah. with COVID. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like, you know, say two years from now after the pandemic has passed and, you know, things hopefully start to rally a bit. Will it be back to what it was pre-COVID stuff or was this sort of a decisive game changer? But uh, before we jump into the different genres, John, do you have a favorite movie genre? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think what I'm looking for in a movie is I'm looking for something clever that's telling a, either a unique story or an entertaining story uh, or say, trying, to say, trying to say something with its movie. Um, if it fits in any of those buckets, I'm, I'm really pretty happy with with the movie itself. Um, how about yourself? Do you have a, a genre you tend, tend toward? No, I, I tend to, I don't know. I, a lot just depends on the mood I'm in. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes you want to watch something where you think, I don't care if there's much of a plot. I just want to laugh. So find me a comedy that may not have much of a plot, but it's going to be funny. It's going to entertain me. Um, and other times, you know, I want a movie that I think, I want to have to think about this. I, I want a movie to, to pull me in and to, to force me to try to figure it out along the way. Um, so, and then, you know, sometimes there's also the uh, just the, the pure action flick where you're like, I just want to see, you know, things blow up and, 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 and people get beat up and that kind of stuff. And, you know, don't care too much about a plot necessarily. So. Yeah, I agree. It has a lot to do with mood for sure. Yeah. Um, so you ready to jump into our first genre here? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going comedy. So we didn't really talk through how we wanted to do this. Do you want to alternate going back and forth, each of us giving one? Sure. Why don't you, why, since I'm looking at comedy there, it looks like you have four um, and I have three. Why don't, why don't you go first? Yeah. Yeah. So um I'm going to start, and, and these are in no particular order. This is sort of the, you know, these were the top four. That, so I, I'm not saying this is the absolute best. Um, but Raising Arizona, which came out in the, I want to say it was late 80s. 
it was a Coen Brothers movie, one of the early ones, and it had uh, it had Nicolas Cage before he was really that big of a deal, and it had uh, John Goodman. Yeah, and it it's got I I just that was just one of those movies that I that I got exposed to in college, and then it just it's just stuck with me. I've got probably most of that movie memorized. I, I have never, I've always heard you talk about this movie. I've never seen it. Um, but looking at the photos on IMDb, uh, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it is. It is. I'll have I, to. I see I, a picture on here of, of Nicolas Cage with chop, with mutton chops. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He looks nasty. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty sweet. So, uh, obviously I've got a copy. So if you ever want to borrow it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'd, I'd love to sometime. Um, so my first comedy, and I some of these I debated on what category to put them in, because, uh, and so I just went to IMDb and said, what's the first category they really give to it? Um, yeah, and this is this is actually I think one of my uh, I, I often say this is my favorite movie, uh, but Stranger Than Fiction. Um, have you ever heard, seen it? I've not seen it. I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. So it's this. It's starring. Uh, it's starring Will Ferrell, um, who's in a lot of stupid stuff. I'll be yeah. real about that. But he plays a little bit more of a serious role. He works for the IRS, and he begins to hear a narrator uh, speaking to him. And um, the narrator tells him that he's going to die, and he's trying to like do all these things and and figure out what to do with that. And it's it's a very clever plot. It has a lot of um, stars in it, even though it wasn't a uh, a big deal. I saw it for the first time when I was in college, and just really really. Um, have always enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So my, my second pick here was, uh, was Tommy boy and uh, classic comedy with uh, Chris yeah. Farley and David Spade. Um, lots of just classic scenes in there that, uh, that make me laugh all the time. So Tommy boy comes in uh, is, is my next choice there. I assume you've seen that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Love Tommy boy. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> yes, indeed. What's your next one? Um, this one's a little bit more, a little bit more off the wall. Um, fantastic. Mr. Fox, uh, our, uh, Marcos Navarro, um, actually introduced this to me. Um, it's, it's shot in stop caption, I think is what it's called. So basically they, they have these little puppets and they move them and take a picture of them and <laughs> stitch them all together. That's, that's the movie. And it's got George Clooney. It's got it's got a nut. Uh, uh, Bill Murray's in there. Um, there's a number of people, but it's it's just a really uh, different, easy watching story um, about a about a fox. Okay, all right. My next one in the comedy genre, and this was this was hard to know where to put because it's kind of a, a it's a combination of of uh, of comedy and drama to some degree. So it probably fits more into the rom-com category, but when Harry met Sally, yeah, I, don't Billy, I haven't seen that. I've definitely heard of it. Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan. This is Kate, not one of Kate and I's favorite movies. Hmm. Um, I think in part because uh, the, the two lead characters start off as friends and there's the whole discussion of, can a guy and a girl really be friends? Um, and I think, Part of it is, is, you know, and Billy Crystal's great, but um, I think part of why it resonates is there's there's some overlap with uh, Kate and I's own story of how we started off as friends and ended up dating and married. So, 
All right. Uh, my next one um, is a is a classic movie. It's probably the most comedy movie I have on here. Uh, what about Bob? Yes, with with Bill Murray, which which I know you love and uh, and and have seen before. Um, yeah, it's actually the it's the last one on my list. So there there there's one point of overlap there on our comedy list. Yeah, I think our only point of overlap on the list. It I'm... it might be. Um, I, I, that movie is just fabulous. Bill Murray is a comedic genius. Yeah, he's so good in that movie. Um, and yes, I, I just I just love everything about it, from the goldfish to the quotable lines. Yes, yes, indeed. And little known fact, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. So there's a scene in there. So when Bob is um, is having his first consultation with with Dr. Marvin. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Marvin gives him a copy of his book. And then, you know, he says, uh, I'm actually going, uh, going to be on vacation for like the next six weeks. And so Bob starts to freak out and, and, and Dr. Marvin says, that's all right. I have a colleague who will be on call and you can contact him if you need to see someone before I get back. Do you happen to know the name of that colleague in the movie? Was it, was it Harmon? It was Dr. Harmon. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I didn't catch that for like the first few times I watched through the really? movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So anyway, um, ready to move on to our next genre here? Sure. Sure. You want me to go first this time? Sure. We're moving on to drama here. Drama. Um, so the first movie I chose, I chose two in this one. Um, Spotlight. Um, have you ever seen Spotlight? I haven't. Um, it's it's about the uh, Boston Globe uh, and their investigative journalism team that uncovered uh, the Catholic uh, uh, sex scandal from goodness, what was that? Two th- or mid two thousands. Um, I have heard of it. Now that you describe it, yes, it's it's a really really excellent excellent well done movie. Yeah, but my. My first one under the category of drama, uh, again, not saying this is like the greatest movie ever made, but um, Hoosiers. Okay. I, mean, I I think a lot of sports movies tend to struggle because you have a hard time simulating sports action that looks realistic, that doesn't just look cheesy. Agreed, yeah. And so, um, you know, part part of it is, uh, you know, just, it's just a classic movie. I'm a, I'm a big sports fan, big basketball fan. And, you know, we move here to Indiana from the great state of Ohio and come to find out that my dentist was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so how much more small town Indiana does that get that you, you move to Warsaw, Indiana. And you're like, Oh yeah, by the way, your dentist was in Hoosiers. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, my next one uh, under drama, I, I chose an, a sports movie actually, uh, 42 uh, with the story of Jackie Robinson with Chadwick Boseman yep. who, who recently passed away um, for a sports movie. I thought that they did a good job of simulating some of the action um, and some of the old time baseball movements uh, that was, that were so iconic from that era. So um, yeah, 42. By the way, I think in terms of sports movies, baseball by far has the best collection of movies. Like we could name several really good baseball movies. You're harder pressed to name good football movies, 
basketball movies. You know, there's something about baseball that for whatever reason lends itself to good movie making. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but you're, I think you're, I think you're totally right. I can think of two really good football movies off the top of my head. Um, but no, yeah, there, but there's a ton of baseball movies. You're a ton of them. Yeah. So my next, uh, drama movie here was inception, uh, Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I love how it just, it makes you think. And it, it messes with your perception of reality and what's real and what's not. Um, so I, I, I enjoy watching that and going back and forth on what I think is actually happening. So it was one of those movies you had to watch twice uh, to, to like get it, you know? Yes. Oh yeah. Um, and you could still go back now, watch it again and realize something new uh, about the movie. Absolutely. Let's move on to the, uh, to the action category. Okay. Um, no, I got two. I'll go ahead. Um, and this, this is probably where the disclaimer is. These are not necessarily family friendly. Um, V for Vendetta. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh, I haven't, no, but it, but it takes the, from church history, actually, uh, the, uh, Guy Fox, um, individual in, in the, uh, United Kingdom was a Catholic who wanted to kill the Puritans. So he, he was wheeling, uh, uh, powdered kegs underneath parliament was going to blow it up. It takes that guy, puts him in, or takes that event, puts it in uh, a dystopian future and all these things. And um, it's about free speech. It's about, uh, it's, it also has some 1984 influences. It's, it's really, really good. Okay. So I, I put, I only have one entry here, but it's three movies. So the, the born trilogy. Mm-hmm. That, that was pretty groundbreaking in terms of the way that they filmed the action sequences and even the car chases kind of went next level in terms of advancing that part of action movies uh, and, and, and making that um, an even more significant uh, feature in other movies. But I think uh, Born Trilogy, so that counts as my one action entry, even though it's three movies. I really only count the first three. The fourth one, I really guess there's five of them total. But I was about to say, it feels like they've made several. Well, they had the original three, and then they made one without Jason Bourne being, uh, um, without Matt Damon being, and mm-hmm. and then they they brought him back for a for a fifth one. So that was eh. the first three are, are really good. Um. All right. So my last action one, and I didn't. I don't know if this counts as an action movie. Um, but I chose uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, um, which I, I don't think lots of people really enjoy, but it's, it's got like a small <laughs> cult following. It's yeah. It takes this uh, really do nothing individual and makes him the hero where he is just really passive throughout the whole movie. And uh, it's, it's has some video game things tied in there to like, like arcades, so like old school video games. That, and yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's a, it's a fascinating movie. Um, let's move on to our superhero slash fantasy slash sci fi category. Our junk drawer category. Yeah, am I is is my turn to go first or is yours? Yeah, I go ahead. Remember. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings, the um, the, the the trilogy there, not the Hobbit movies. Not not was not as thrilled with the Hobbit movies, but. 
I think the Lord of the Ring movies were 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 especially well done, even at points where I where they divert from the book a little bit. Um, I, I think they were excellent and I regularly go back to them. Um, yeah, no, they were, they were excellent movies. Um, and then, uh, my, uh, my first one in this junk drawer category, uh, I'm going to go, I really enjoy the Harry Potter movies. Um, just the film, all those movies in a span of, I think 12 years with all the same actors and actresses for the most part in any major role, yep. except for Dumbledore was, was really, really, uh, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it was well done. Uh, I'm going to go with another trilogy for my next entry, the Dark Knight trilogy. I think, uh, again, Christopher Nolan uh, coming through and having a a little different twist and spin on the the sort of the Batman uh, mystique. Yeah, he did a really good job with those. I really enjoyed those. Um, My final one in the superhero fantasy sci-fi was 10 Cloverfield Lane. Have you ever seen this? I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Okay. The basic plot is a uh, girl gets in car wreck um, is wakes up in a bunker um, with these two men. And one of the men is John Goodman and John Goodman is telling her, yeah, the, the world is ending outside. And so we're stuck here. We're a family now and we're living. And so it, it's kind of, it's kind of going through uh, that. It's, it's really, really good. Man. John Goodman is just so fun. Oh yeah. He, he is so good. And, and, and he's not just a comedic actor though. I think that's what he's best known for. He, he can, he can expand beyond that a little bit. So in, in 10 Cloverfield Lane, he's horrifying. Yeah. He, he's, he's truly scary. Uh, my last entry under this category here is uh, the matrix trilogy. Yeah. It's uh it's here. It's a combination of it's, it's kind of the mind bending what's real, what's not real. And uh, that, that marked a, a milestone in, in movie making in terms of the way that action sequences were filmed in terms of like the fight scenes. Sure. That was a definite um, kind of uh, eye opener. When you first saw that, you're like, wow, this is unlike any kind of action movie scenes I've ever, I've ever watched before. Uh, two things on the matrix. One, it's 20 years. The first one's 20 came out 20 years ago. I know it's crazy to think that. And then the second, the second thing is they're making another one. Yeah. I'd heard that. Is that confirmed? I believe so. Yeah. Is, yeah, is, is Keanu, one. is Keanu coming back? That's my understanding. Yeah. He's going to be in it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be good. Well, that pretty much covers our, uh, our, our favorite movies. I'm sure we'll both think of ones after the fact that, uh, that we could have included, but um, I think it's probably time for us to move on to our athlete. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to, uh, to run down these for us? Yeah. Uh, here's where we'll give a little uh, disclaimer. We, we really don't have many good options here, folks. No, 49 was not a great number um, no. or still isn't a great number, I suppose. Uh, Ron Goodry. Goodry. Gidry, uh, a pitcher for the Yankees in the 70s and 80s. Um, Tim Wakefield, uh, pitcher uh, for the Red Sox, I think most famously. Yes, uh, knuckleballer. Yeah, yeah. I, I vividly remember him. Uh, pitched until 2011. Yep. Um, Bobby Mitchell. Uh, he was a NFL running back in the 50s and 60s. 
for the Redskins and the Browns. Yeah, Hall of Famer. A little before our time, though. Uh, yes. And uh, and do you want to run down the a couple of the Ohio State guys? Sure. We, we really just have one. Deontay Johnson was a fullback for the Buckeyes from 2004 to 2007. Part of what makes him noteworthy is that his uh, he was the son of Pepper Johnson, a legendary Ohio State player. And he and his dad are all are one of only three father-son pairs to both be captains at the Ohio State University. Hmm. Interesting. One of the other ones is Kirk Herbstreet and his dad. Really? Yep. Huh. Well, Doc, who do you like on this list? I'm not sure I like anybody. Okay. <laughs> well, did, did you wear 49 at any point during your uh, athletic career? I, I did not. How about you? Nope. <laughs> I it's it's unfortunate that maybe uh, Nate from Ohio didn't wear it because that this would have been his opportunity to uh, to yeah. to win to win the weekly award here. But um, who who do you want to lean towards here? I probably lean towards Tim Wakefield. I think I'm I, I think I tend to lean towards pitchers that are or players that I saw um, and I, I did not see anybody else. Sure, let's go with Tim Wakefield. Okay, sounds good. All right, Doc. One thing we liked. Why don't you go first this week? Yeah, so um, I have been enjoying a a podcast that is produced by Nine Marks. It's called Bible Talk, and it's got um, Jim Hamilton, who's um, one of the uh, best biblical theologians alive today, along with two other guys who are literally working their way through Genesis and taking a, a few chapters each episode. Hmm. And they're just talking through all of the different biblical theological threads and connections and intertextual uh, touch points in the text. And so it's, it's really fascinating. They do a great job with it. And um, it, it helps you see another layer of depth in those Genesis narratives that maybe you haven't noticed before. Uh, we've, we've talked about that at some level, walking through a, a passage of scripture over a, over a few episodes. So that's uh, that's interesting. I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah. What about you? My one thing is, uh, is I've mentioned this before, All Sides. It, it, it's a website that gives, um, we'll take a news story and then attach uh, uh, a rating to each of the stories. Like this one, this one's from the right perspective or the far right perspective. This one's from the left or the far left or this one's from the center. Um, they just came out with an app. Uh, and so the app, they usually do two, three stories a day um, and they'll attach um, three stories, each from a different perspective uh, on the political spectrum uh, to that new story. And I've, I've found it very helpful. It's a, it's a new app. It's just come out in the last few weeks. Okay. Is there a subscription fee to that or? Totally free. Wow. Totally free. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. So we've talked sports, we've talked movies, we've talked athletes that we don't care much about, and we've talked about one thing that we liked this week. So I, I think we're probably poised to go ahead and, and call Mission Accomplished. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, I want to thank our listeners for joining us. And uh, if you want to spread the word about the podcast, we'd love for you to do that. And um, you know, post about it on social media. We've had a few people do that. We appreciate that. And if you have content suggestions, you can touch base with us on Twitter, on Facebook, by email, or uh, if you know us personally, just shoot us a message. So um, 
we will look forward to uh, to talking again next week. So until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.